What's going on, everybody? This is episode number 16 of Grow the Buck Up. It is the second episode in the Love Others series. Misery loves company, so does joy. Now, we're all aware of the common saying, misery loves company. We know people who live it every day. We've experienced it before. And it's simply very easy to see it anytime that you want in the world. Just open up Twitter or Facebook or anything, and you can see it all around. Now, it does have both good and bad times that it comes out, both of which we can take some look at some examples of. So what are some simple examples of bad times that we've seen Misery Loves Company? One time I know from personal experience, I was dating somebody, my friend was having trouble dating somebody, and so they tried to drive a wedge between me and my girlfriend at the time because if they couldn't have love, then nobody could. I wasn't always the victim in every situation. There were also times when I was younger, I can remember that I would be playing games or or sports, playing soccer, and I would ruin the game because I was losing or I was not having fun. And if I wasn't having fun, neither could they. Often, though, I would say the misery loves company um, saying just goes along with a general attitude. And it's something that I often think comes with more selfish people and or times in our lives when we are more selfish, right? Such as I believe I used to be more selfish than I am now. And this attitude went along with it. Now, the more that they believe or at the time, um, they believe the world is there to serve them, the more negative they get when it does not, right? I think that's the one of the best ways to express that sort of mindset is they believe the world is there for them and it revolves around them, you could say, or it simply exists in a state of it needs to accommodate them in some way. When in actuality, the world just spins, just kind of goes and does what it does, right? And we just kind of have to hold on, hang on for the ride, or create our own world that allows for that, right? Change our mindset. So what are some good examples of Misery Loves Company? Um, I think it can be good during a time of grieving, if that's something that could help you heal right? Let's say you have the loss of a loved one. That could be devastating. And sometimes you just want to sit there and be miserable and have someone to share that misery with you. And that's all you want. That's all you need to heal and to get past it and to move forward in your life. But you just need things to be sad and miserable for that that time. Maybe you just had a really hard breakup and you just want a shoulder to cry on and you're not looking for somebody to cheer you up and tell you everything's going to be okay and it's going to move. You just want someone to just let you say, this is horrible and awful 
And that's okay. Because you know what? Sadness isn't a bad emotion at all. I think it's actually one of the best emotions that you can have because it's one that gives you that contrast, right? Being sad or miserable can spark motivation. It can drive change. And it can help you appreciate the good times so that instead of just accepting great days and moments in your life, you can remember what a stark difference it is to the hard times that you had. And you can truly value the happiness even more. So I love sadness. I still appreciate and, and enjoy sadness in my life today, even though I think I'm, one of the, I'm in the happiest place that I have been. I still love the sadness. But misery can be overdone, as can most anything in life. And if you overdo it, you'll find a lot of your relationships starting to struggle or starting to change. Now, one of the most beautiful things about a great relationship is that it has a give and a take in that both people get to both gain value from the relationship and provide value to it or to the other person within it. So during my hard times, I can reach out to others and they will support me. And then in the future, it's kind of like they get their turn, right? They hand the card back over when they're struggling and they say, hey, I'm going to cash this in for my, for my struggle points and then I'll be there for them. And so you can kind of trade these points back and forth. You trade these cards back and forth. But if you're always miserable, the positive relationships that you have are just going to feel suffocated. They're going to feel like, hold on a second, you're running on credit now and you're not paying your bills, right? You got to grow the buck up. And so you might lose some of these relationships. And that can just be even worse, right? That can just make it, I feel like a lot of things in life have a spiral tendency where when you get on a certain path, it can just, it's so easy to continue. There's that slope that you can just slide down so easily, right? You lose a good relationship, makes you more miserable, lose more, right? So you have to be very careful of that. Additionally, if you're always miserable, you'll find yourself with an altered view of the world. And I think this is one of the scariest and um, most interesting to see, but, but really something that you have to be super cautious about things because I've been there. I've been there before and it changes how you see everything in the world simply by having this attitude. A few years ago, I was extremely negative and I remember looking out at the world and just seeing filth is the best way I can put it. There was just, I hated the corrupt politicians. I thought I was doomed to never find somebody that was the right match for me. I looked down upon people who drank or who smoke. 
And honestly, I just saw the flaws and the negative qualities in people, right? And I assumed a lot of negative things as well. I assumed that they would want to steal from me or they would want to, you know, they don't actually care about me or that somebody, if I dated someone, that they would cheat on me. Whatever it was, I always assumed all of these things. And a lot of this stuff was projections of my own insecurities and of my own negative feelings that I was having. And because I was in that negative mindset, I would go and, you know, it, it, it caused me to change who I was. And then I thought, well, if I've changed, like if I can do this, then everybody must do this sort of stuff. And everybody must have this sort of mindset. And the whole world must just be awful, be this terrible place. And the easiest way to put it is, I lacked empathy, which I think is one of the biggest difficulties in the world currently that most people are facing. I think this is something that we are seeing a lot of, is people trying to just shove everyone and everything into just some sort of concrete, this is you. And that's it. If you like this, if you do this, if you are this, this is who you are. Label done. And we aren't taking the time to consider that other people have very complex lives, just like we do. We all have times of hardship when we were growing up. We all have difficulties we faced. We've all had great moments in our lives. We've all had all these things, but a lot of that you can't see. And how did person A get to here and person B get to here? The path is not just a straight line. And you know what? Because I was miserable in that time, I didn't even want to be empathetic. I just wanted to be validated. And you know who's there to validate all of your negativity? Other miserable people. Now, if you're not sure if you're in this current position, because let's be honest, it's probably one of the hardest things to do to see our true selves, right? We are often blind to things that others can see very clearly. Then let me tell you this. I can't remember the last time that I was mad. I can't remember the last time that I raised my voice at somebody or talked badly about somebody behind their back. I actually sat down and tried to think about this, and I can't remember it. But I know I used to be that person all the time. I chalked it up to just being human, being an adult in a world that was built against me, greedy U.S. healthcare system, growing wealth inequality, That unfair driving ticket I got from the speed trap right off the highway where he got me on the exit ramp is awful. There are a million things that I could look at negatively every single day and justify my misery. 
And these were things that I could share with others that they could use to justify their own misery as well. But additionally, that they could also use to validate me. Right? I could share it with them. It would validate them. And it would validate me. And I could simply shut out anybody who disagreed or tried to see it from a positive light because they don't understand. Their life doesn't have the challenges that my life does. And so you know what? I hung out with misery because misery loves company. But so does joy. Hey, that's the name of this episode. Joy loves company in the exact opposite way of misery. When you're full of joy, you look for others that you can share that joy with who will also share it back. You quit looking for validation of negativity, but you rather search for new experiences and for other people that you can learn from. And through doing all of this, you start to surround yourself with more positive relationships. And in turn, your view of the world will improve. You start to see the good in people. Because there are good people all around you. Just like there's a million negative things that you can see that are happening right now in the world. There's horrible things happening right now. There's a million positive things that are also happening. And it's just a matter of perspective. It's all just dependent on what kind of life do you want to live? What kind of outlook do you want to have? So let's say that you are stuck in this rut. You found yourself in misery and you simply never quite got out of it. Because it happens. It does. It's okay. What can be done? The first thing, relax. Remember that no state is permanent. A lot of hard times feel like they will never pass. A lot of times of misery, even times of joy. They, it, it feels like this is going to be great. This is going to be awful. Whatever it is, it's going to be for the rest of time. You just start to get this in your mind that this is the state that will always exist. It will not. It will pass. Second, it's important to know that you will have to take the first steps yourself. Now, there's a lot of people out there who will want to help you. But they want to help you take the steps. They don't want to help by doing everything for you, right? There was a Chris Rock quote I saw today that was perfect. It said, I'd always end up broken down on the highway. When I stood there trying to flag someone down, nobody stopped. But when I pushed my own car, other drivers would get out and push with me. If you want help, help yourself. People like to see that. And I think that's beautiful. And I think it fits well with the whole actions speak louder than words saying as well. 
you can say that you want to be more positive and be more joyful, but if you don't take actions towards that, it'll be really hard to find help. And you might find help for a small, brief moment of time, but if you're not taking those actions, people are going to feel used and they'll feel like, oh, never mind, they're not serious. And then you're back to where you started again. So back to that second step, take an action yourself to remove negativity from your life. Catch yourself in a moment and change the outcome. If you're about to post a negative comment on Twitter, whether it be about yourself, about your life, about the world, about someone else, don't post it. Just, just don't, put, don't put the negativity out there. If you're sitting there and your friends start talking bad about someone, especially a friend of yours, someone you care about, don't join in. Sit out. Don't make a comment about it. Even just change a bad thought about someone. If you're sitting there fuming over some decision that somebody made, something that somebody did, whatever it is, just go into your mind and say, stop. Stop thinking like that. And the third step is take that negative thought or that situation and change it to something positive. And you know, if this all sounds cheesy and simple and lame, that's because it is. It's like cleaning your house. It happens one small step at a time. First, you pick up the shirt off the floor and you put it in the laundry hamper. And then you go and you get the piece of trash on your desk and you put it in the trash can. And you know what? It's still filthy, but it's a little bit cleaner. And you just do a thousand little small actions and suddenly you're living in a beautiful and clean home. So now clean your mind one step at a time. Post something positive. Send a positive message to somebody. Say awesome things about someone behind their back. And you, which, by the way, that is probably one of the greatest feelings in the world when you meet someone for the first time or talk to somebody and they say, oh, wow, you're blank? Oh, blah, 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 spoke so highly about you. That's one of the greatest feelings in the world. Be that person. Give that feeling to somebody else. Or you know what? Maybe just forgive somebody. Because people make mistakes. People aren't perfect. People are trying to strive for their own happiness in whatever way it is. And sometimes there's just situations that come up and you don't know how they got there. Once again, you can't just put a label on them. You don't know what it was that they did to get to that spot to make that decision. But you just got to forgive them. It'll be better for them. It'll be better for you. I promise you. And the more small changes that you make along the way, the more joy that you will bring to yourself and to the world. And others will take note of this. 
more positive people will want to spend time with you because you're creating happiness. And they want to share that. Who wouldn't want to share that? And you are going to want to share it back with them. And you'll also want to share it with people who might need a little bit of extra joy that day as well. Because now you are satisfied. You've filled your cup of joy. It's overflowing and you go, well, I got some extra to share. And so you can go out and find it. Find other people who need a little bit more that day. Making changes to my attitude was one of the best improvements that I made in my life. It's improved all of my relationships considerably. It's helped me become a lot more aware of my surroundings and the overall mood of situations and people that I'm in. I can very easily walk into a room now and because I'm not stuck in my own mind thinking about how I'm going to create my own happiness, how I'm going to do all this, I can just sit back and observe and watch and I can notice somebody else that might be having a tough time or if there is a difficult situation and I can make changes to that. I can interject myself into the situation and improve it for myself and for everyone else there. So the more joy that you end up spreading, the more that you'll attract. But it's the same with misery. And it's all up to you. What do you want to attract? So my challenge for you this week is to just change one situation from a negative into a positive. Just be in a moment where you make the realization that this is not a good situation and I am going to do something to change it. That's it. Just one time. Tune in next week, everybody, for episode number 17. It will be the third episode in the Love Others series titled tease or teach choose wisely you can find these podcasts live on twitch on my youtube at youtube.com slash grow the buck up on any of the popular podcast feeds or on my own site www.growthebuckup.com that's all i have for you now thank you for listening now it's time to grow the buck up